This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Alright, let me stop playing. You already know. The bracket show. I wish that I watched more college basketball. Because this would be a lot more in-depth and fun. But I'll see what I can do. I will see what I can do here. But let's get into some quick takes from current events. Drew Brees retired. I mean... It has been speculation for like the past few months, and then it finally happened. I thought maybe he'd come back because, you know, he hadn't made an official announcement, and then the mayor came out and pretty much pushed him out the door by advocating for Russell Wilson. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, Breeze is going to show him why he's mad. He's going to show him why he's still that dude. And then he retired. The announcement video was cool with his kids saying it. That was that was pretty dope. That's fire. Pats are signing like everybody. They got Matthew Judon. They got Hunter Henry and John New Smith. You got the two best tight ends in the um you got the two best tight ends in free agency. Of course, you know, 1067 the fan was talking about Washington possibly getting them. Nah, the Patriots grabbed both of them. That's crazy. They also got, oh man, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, he left the Eagles, played better, and then got the bag. I can't blame him. I'm, I'm actually happy for him. You know, it's, it's a shame how, how his time with the Eagles ended. He had his worst year, had some key drops. The fans couldn't stand him. Had that embarrassing viral video where, uh, the guy was, the guy was calling him out for his drops while talking about picking out babies from a building, <laughs> burning building. That was crazy. Oh, man. Unlike Aguilar. Man, but he got paid, though, and we'll see how it goes. I hope Cam can give him the ball because it would be a shame he go to the Patriots for all that money and can't get the ball. <laughs> Speaking of the Washington sitcom. Okay, so they lose out on Corey Davis. Who went to the Jets? You lose out on Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. You lose out on Levante David. You lose out on Allen Robinson. I'm pretty sure they targeted all of those guys. But you get Ryan Fitzpatrick. When I heard the radio hosts even bring up his name as far as quarterbacks they would pick up in the offseason. I was like, they can't be serious. I always dismissed it. I was like, they cannot be serious. Ryan Fitzpatrick? And then they mess around and they signed him. What? This is the best you can do? So now you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kyle Allen, and uh, Taylor Heineke. So what So what now? You're going to draft another quarterback? Who's the odd man out? Is it Taylor Heineke again? Does he go back to four string slash practice squad? Is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to start? Dog, Ryan Fitzpatrick is one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. Dog, you pay him one year $10 million? Mm, man, Washington sitcom. Washington sitcom. I don't think they're going to get this quarterback thing right. And the Eagles are probably going to catch them. And they're definitely not going to beat the Cowboys. But, hey... Whatever, that's me. All the experts are saying they're one and two with the Cowboys. 
I don't know about that. I think the division is up for grabs and anybody can win it, even the Eagles. So just keep a lookout for that. All right, what we got now, mm, Trent Williams. He was the starting left tackle on the Washington sitcom. And then he held out because of injuries, money, and the thing with the team doctor. It was, man, it was crazy, man. It looked like they didn't know what they were doing. It looked like the Washington football team had no idea what they were doing. They botched that whole Trent Williams thing just like they botched the Kirk Cousins thing. And now Kirk Kirk Cousins got paid from the Vikings and Trent Williams got paid. He sat out a whole year, came back, had a good season. I think he went to the Pro Bowl. And now he's the highest paid NFL lineman ever. Washington football team. And you're still looking for a left tackle. L. Yeah, sure, you had a better season than the 49ers. That's because they had a million injuries. You play them this year, you will die. Seriously. Going to die. So, Trent Williams definitely played this correctly. He, It worked out for him. It all worked out for him. And, and, and congrats to him and LOL Washington football team. <laughs> oh, my God. The Wizards have lost four straight. The Wizards have lost four straight. They play tonight. I don't even care who they play. The Wizards play tonight. They're going against the Kings. It's a winnable game. But they are 0-4 out of the All-Star break. Wow. Let's see. You lost to the Grizzlies, who are mediocre, maybe above average. I mean, they're in 10th place. They're mediocre. Let's just, just call it what it is. They're mediocre. You got blown out by them. You lose to the Sixers, who's one of the best team in the league. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. I mean, we played them tight the first two times, but, you know, they, they got us this time. Okay, they're the better team, whatever. Then you lose to the Bucks twice. I can understand once, but twice? Damn. Then the second time, you, you got back down. You got down 26. Cut it to, like, five. And then you choke. Bruh. Oh, my God. I guess it's just part of being a Wizards fan. They're just going to keep losing until they play defense or they get one more solid player. I mean, Rui Hachimura is developing into that solid player because he's he's averaging 25 out of the all-star break. I love it, but we ain't winning no games. So what are we doing? And I'm looking at the starting lineup now. Westbrook, Bill, Matthews, Hachimura, Alex Lynn. Okay. I mean, like I said, the Kings are a winnable game. Of course, my guy Buddy Hill's on that team, and it'd be cool if he does well, but mm, nah, the Wizards need this win. They got to take this L. The Kings got to take this L. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the Caps, the Caps are going the other direction. They've won 10 of 11. And they've taken the lead. They've retaken the lead in their division. Still skeptical. I'm I'm just waiting till playoff time. This is great. I'll be getting hyped when I listen to them on the radio and I hear that they win. But until they do it in the playoffs, man, like 2017 or was it 2018? Yeah, 2018, I, I can't get too hyped because they let me down every time. But, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, in the meantime, though, 
Ovechkin passed Phil Esposito for six all-time in goal scoring. He had 718. Apparently, Gretzky is high 700s. I, I don't have it with me, but Gretzky, Gretzky is number one, and he might be able to catch him if he play a few more years, but we're looking realistically at three or four. That's fine, man. That's pretty cool. And he plays for the Capitals. He He's a D.C. legend. I think that's just so cool, man. Congrats to Ovi, for sure. Uh, Sherry Cole, speaking of OU women's basketball, they didn't make the tournament. Shocker. But they also are not in the NIT. I don't get that. But they didn't make the NCAA, didn't make the NIT. So they're just done. And Sherry Cole retired. I mean, it's been a rough few years. They haven't made a tournament the past few years. I I don't think they've made a tournament since I've graduated. They may have made it once or twice, but that's it. Like, they haven't done much at all. This year they had a chance, but they they choked. They had a key loss against TCU, and you, you choke against Oklahoma State. Ugh, man. But, you know, you got to thank Sherry Cole for what she's done. I don't know the entire history, but all I know is been to some Final Fours. She's done a lot for the program, especially in the 2000s. She's very successful. And even, you know, at the beginning of the 2010s, they still were a solid program. It's just after I graduated, like, 2016, that's when it started going downhill. And let's see what the next person comes in and does, man. Uh, I guess it was time, man. I I, I guess it's, I appreciate what she does, what she did for OU women's basketball. I always respect her. I'll never forget her talking to my strategies for success class when I was a freshman at OU. That was one of the best speeches I've ever heard. That's the personal story I have. She's she's cool and. She looks amazing. I'll always say that, too. <laughs> oh, man. But but shout out to Sherry Cole for an amazing career. And let's see what's next for OU women's basketball. Now, OU baseball. OU baseball beat Arkansas. So, boom. They've been up, down, up, down. Got blown out by Arizona. Lost to Dallas Baptist like they usually do. And then they turn around and beat Arkansas, the number one team in the country. How on earth did they do that? They were playing the replay, I think, on SEC Network. But I fell asleep on it because it came on like 2 in the morning. So I should have recorded it. I probably didn't. I thought about it, but I probably didn't. Congrats to them, though. That's a good resume boost just in case they continue riding this roller coaster and are on the bubble for the tournament, there you go. That's a good win. So, I love it. I love it. You know, let's see what they do from here. Let's see. Oh, man. Prayers to Sean Bradley. He got paralyzed in a biking accident, a bicycle accident. I don't really like bicycles. They're whack to me. But, hey, I can't knock anyone's hobbies. You know, it is what it is. But... He got hurt, he got seriously hurt, and he's paralyzed. And, ah, uh, man, I just, it just broke my heart, man. That sucks. It's cool that he alive. That would have been worse if he just up and died. But 
he's paralyzed and he can't really move like he wants to anymore. And that's just, just sucks. You know, just, just prayers for him and his family for sure, man. Let's see. Here we go. The Atlanta shooting. Ah, man, what? Guy shoots up in Atlanta spa or two of them, I guess. He frequents them and he blames it on a bad day and sex addiction addiction and it just like i'm just like what what he was down bad and you already know that brother was starving yeah that brother's starving <laughs> damn man it just like it's a tragedy man eight people died and it just brings to light racism towards asian americans and the fetish the fetishization the fetishization of minority women. Uh, all those issues got brought up with the, with that shooting. And it's just, man, it's crazy, man. It's just more prayers need to go out to the families involved in that. It's just sad. It's a tragedy, man. And I'm like, damn, bro. There wasn't a better way to deal with your problems and not just kill people, man. Like, ugh. Folks, man, these folks, man, god damn. I don't even know what to say about it, man. And then Deshaun Watson, he's still dealing with the contract thing. Now he got a a sexual assault case on him. Two women came out and, and said he did he sexually assaulted them. They were massaged, they masseuse, um yeah. They massage people, masseuse I don't know what you call them. It's crazy, man. Um, somebody lying. I'm gonna just say it. Somebody lying. It this the cap is on this app somewhere. Somebody lying. Either the Sean Watson is lying, or the women are lying, or the lawyer is lying, and he paid these women to create a smear campaign on Deshaun Watson. Or if you really want to get in conspiracy. Deshaun Watson orchestrated all this to make sure he left the Texans for real. To cause a, a, a stir and to uh, basically speed up the process on the trade. But I don't think he I don't think he'd do that. I think Deshaun Watson's a stand-up guy from what I've seen from afar. So I don't think he'd go all that far to make sure he got traded, but I don't know who to believe, so I just got to wait and see who's right, who's wrong, who's capping, who's not. Because if I take the Sean Watson side, um, I am kind of minimizing sexual assault and how that often that happens. But if I take the women's side, it's like, you know, we <laughs> we're just assuming that. Deshaun Watson did this type of thing because he's a man, he's in power somehow, and he's, you know, rich and famous. So we assume he, he's going to do this because he can get away with it. But we're just assuming things. I don't know where, what way this going to go. We just got to stay tuned. That That's all. This is going to be interesting, and, and somebody's lying. Anyway, let's get into the main event here. Let's start with some bracket tips before I present the official GOAT level bracket. Let's see. 
So here we go. All, all the notes I wrote down from these blogs I've read. Uh, let's see. Here we go. The first note I got is believe in one power conference underachiever. So like ninth or, or lower because a power conference team ranked ninth or lower has made the Sweet 16 in every tournament since 2008. So hey, with that, you could go with Georgia Tech who went on a little bit of a run. After getting that COVID break from Virginia, you could go with you could go with Georgetown, who's on a run. You could go with Syracuse or Michigan State because they got legendary coaches that have made improbable runs to the Final Four before. So they could definitely end up in the Sweet Sixteen again. I mean, wouldn't be surprised dealing with Tom Izzo and uh, Jim Beheim. You you just never know. Also, Virginia Tech. Don't forget about Virginia Tech. They've been ranked most of the year, and then they had a little bit of a COVID break. And now I think they're they're getting back into form. And so now they, they might be a dangerous out. They're a 10th seed, but I think they're a little bit better than that. So look out. They could be in the Sweet 16, too. I mean, Florida and Ohio State probably not going to be easy, especially Ohio State. But we'll see. It, uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that surprised if they're in the Sweet 16. Uh, let's see. Roy Williams has never lost a first-round game. The coach in North Carolina. Makes sense. He's had some powerhouses. He's had some overall number one seeds. So that, that makes sense. You know, this could be the year he loses. He's going against a decent Wisconsin team who's always well-coached and Led by Demetric Trice, the uh, senior guard. That that might be this might be the one right here. It, but his team his team has been playing well in March, so maybe not. But that's that's one thing to think about. Uh, first four team has won a game every year except one. I don't know which year that was. Maybe it was to 2019. But yeah. And don't be surprised if you see one in the Sweet 16 because we there was a point in time where a team from the first four made the Sweet 16 like every year. I mean, it's happened multiple times, so don't be surprised. Let's see. Five C's have never won the championship but have made the title game three times. That's interesting. Uh, Auburn could have won it all. They... They did pretty well, um, not last year, but 2019. Let's see, the 12-5 upset, obviously. Obviously, you got to go with that because that happens almost every year. A 12C has won a game in a tournament 30 out of 35 years. The tournament has existed. Those are pretty good odds. Of course, you know, with the 12 seed, I'm probably going with Georgetown. Y'all, y'all see, y'all see. I'm most likely going with Georgetown. So, okay, in 21 of the last 23 years, at least one number two seed has been knocked out of the first weekend. That means usually in the second round. Some Sometimes in the first round, you know, like Missouri. Remember when they won the Big 12 tournament in 2012 and then they mess around and lost to Norfolk State? They were rolling. They only lost like three games. All that just to lose to Norfolk State. How in, How on earth? You remember Santa Clara and back in 91 with Steve Nash, Lehigh and Duke. You know what all those teams had in common? 
they had like an NBA player leading their team. Like Santa Clara had uh Steve Nash, Lehigh had CJ McCollum, Norfolk had Kyle Quinn. I'm probably missing some other folks. I mean, it could, it could happen, but a 7-4-10 seed, you got to pick one of them. So, uh, only three overall number one seeds have won the tourney since 2000. Of course, Louisville and the easiest one of all time, 2012 Kentucky. Uh, I think North Carolina was one. And then Virginia not too long ago. So, okay. The Big Ten West Coast drought. So, a Big Ten team or West Coast team... Hasn't won the title since 2000 with Michigan State. That's pretty interesting. You got to keep that in mind, which means it ain't looking good for Gonzaga. Number one seeds have won more titles than the other seeds combined. I got a lot of this info from cardchronicle.com, so you check that out. They got some pretty good stuff on there. Be prepared for replacement teams, but seeing as the deadline was Tuesday, it's not going to happen. The tournament looks like it's locked. So, okay. Think about the opponents likely p- pick when you're in bracket pools. I mean, it, it reminds me of DraftKings and FanDuel when you're in these big uh, pools, big NFL, NBA pools, and you're trying to win the money. If you have a lineup like everybody else, you're probably not going to win anything. You got to be a little unique. You got to kind of have some upsets, but also have... A different type of Final Four, too. I'm just saying. So, okay. Eight seeds have made the national championship the same amount of times as four and five seeds and more than six and seven seeds. The only eight, the only two eight seeds I think can, that's going to do anything is Oklahoma because, I mean, come on, we were number seven in the country at one time. And all the games we lost... We're by single digits. Every single game we've lost outside of Baylor and Xavier, I don't know what they were doing in Xavier. Every single game we lost outside of Xavier and Baylor, single digits. They can literally play with anybody. And in North Carolina, I mean, Coach K. Loyola, Chicago, I mean, they always a nice story with Sister Jean. And I don't think so, man. I I don't think they're going to get past the first game. And if they do... They're not going to stop Ayo DeSumo and Kofi Coburn. Like, they're, they're going to get killed. But let's see. Uh, 11 seeds. And I'm not even going to talk about LSU. I'm not sure they're going to get past the first game as well. Some people like them to beat Michigan. I, I don't see it. No, I don't see it. We'll see, though. We'll see. Let's see. 11 seeds have gone 21 and 19 in the first round since 2010. Six most common seed to advance to the Sweet 16. And the 11th seed usually comes out of the first four. So pick one of them first four people to make the Sweet 16. You might you might get it. I mean, of course, the obvious one to pick is um, the obvious one to pick is Michigan State or UCLA. I mean, they're blue bloods and Michigan State got Tom Izzo. They win and. Don't be surprised, man. They beat BYU then beat Texas. I don't I don't think. They're going to, but they might. They just might. All right. So, right. Okay. Here, here's a good one I found. Find a storyline to care about outside of your own team. Emotionally invest. So, Georgia Tech is one of them with the uh, Jose uh, Alvarado. 
I, I just loved his his interview and his, his post game speech. It just looks like, you know, and they got Josh Pastner. He's pretty good. He's a pretty good coach. And it's made the tournament a bunch of times. That might be a team I might be emotionally invested in outside of, you know, OU and Georgetown. I'm trying to think. I can't really think of anybody else. I really can't. It's going to – I have to start watching the games and getting to know these teams to really see who I can be emotionally invested in. By the time I figure that out, games will be started, period. So, anyway, okay. Nearly as many 12 seeds have nearly as many 12 seeds have won in the first round than 13 to 16 seeds combined. So those big 413 four upsets and 215 and 314 probably ain't gonna happen. You give it a shot. Like like Colgate is a popular pick. I could see that, especially since the I have ESPN Plus right and they have bracket predictor. They predict they predict Colgate to win, like, two games. Like, they ran, okay, when I was looking at the bracket predictor, their simulation got them winning in the first two games. I don't know how that happened. I, I don't know how they came up with that. Hey, whatever, man. Whatever. Uh, They might be Arkansas, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I've done the same thing in most of my brackets. I have, like, 18 brackets so far. I've done the same thing and picked Arkansas to win most of them. Except my $10 one, the one that I paid to win, I, I picked Colgate. I'm not going to lie. Oh, man. Oh, man. What's oh, what's next here? What's next here? Uh, Jason Preston. I will never forget watching him earlier this season against Illinois and him battling out with A.O. DeSumo. And they almost won that game. That was a hell of a game. They didn't win. But it was a close one. It was a thriller. So don't be surprised if Jason Preston makes a kind of Steph Curry type of run to the Sweet 16 or even Elite Eight. Uh, if it happens, don't be that surprised. But they got a tall task ahead of them. I mean, they got to play Virginia. They can probably beat whoever comes out of Creighton, UC Santa Barbara. But then Gonzaga, mm, I don't know. That that's probably where the buck stops. But that would be that would be dope if they made it that far. They look out for Jason Preston. He's a pretty good guard. Uh, seven to eleven seeds have made it to seven of the last ten Final Fours. I'm still not going to pick a 7 to 11 seed this year. I mean, okay, if you think about it, whoever wins the Florida Virginia Tech game could possibly be there. Uh OU, OU commit if they beat Gonzaga, they can make a run. They should have beat Kansas twice there in their bracket. Iowa, if we can find out how to stop Luca Garza, I feel like we can beat them. I mean, who else is in there? Not worried about Virginia. Virginia's okay, but they might not even make it that far. Like, I, maybe I'm looking past Missouri. Maybe I'm looking past Missouri, but if they beat Missouri and they beat Gonzaga, like, they have a good chance of making Final Four, in my opinion. And then also, you got teams like UConn. You know how UConn make those Final Four runs. 
they've done it a few times in the past, and they got the guards to do it. They got them that guard combo once again. Uh, they got Boot Knight, and I might be saying that right wrong. And of course, my man from Howard, R.J. Cole. I'm telling you, that kid is nice. I've been I said that on this show when it was the R.J. C.J. show at Howard. I told y'all how nice R.J. Cole was. If he show up in the tournament, they gonna make a run. So watch out. Don't don't be surprised if they make the final four. Of course, you always gotta watch out for Tom Izzo, Roy Williams, and Jim Beheim. And who else seven through eleven that can make a run? Probably someone I, I don't expect, like freaking Missouri or St. Bonaventure. But I don't think now I don't think none of them going anywhere, including OU. Especially since Davion Harmon, also breaking news, is out of the freaking tournament for the first two rounds because he tested positive for COVID. Yeah, that just made it harder for OU to do anything in the tournament, and they're already on the slide. But if they can weather that storm and beat Gonzaga, beat Missouri and Gonzaga, I mean, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. Uh, Let's see. Only one time have three number one seeds made the Final Four in the last 10 years. Ah, that's pretty interesting. But y'all about to see that I don't care. <laughs> Let's see. National champion is most important. Perfect round of 64 is worth the same amount of points as national champion. Now, I've got these last few tips from rotogrinders.com. That's a daily fantasy sports research site. Uh, if you want to win some money on DraftKings and FanDuel, they can probably help you. Free promotion, but they're not going to listen to this, of course. <laughs> um, that's Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And, you know, I've only seen four number one seeds in the men's side once in my entire life. It really doesn't happen often. Could it happen this year? It might. I mean, stranger things have happened. But uh, let's see. But, yeah, national champion Final Four is important. Because the best, when I did my best in a bracket pool, was when I got the the national championship right and national champion right. I got a lot of points on having, in 2012, having Kansas versus Kentucky and then Kentucky winning it all. That got me third place, second place in the bracket pool doing that alone. So, yeah, focus on that, man. The upsets are cool, but definitely focus on who's going to win. Have the right winner. All right, last thing, the Roto Grinders, that that site, the Daily Fantasy site, they like Illinois, Houston, and Michigan because they're the top 10 in offensive and defensive efficiency. They're balanced. That's why they're out on Gonzaga. A lot of people are out on Gonzaga. I get it. I mean... I get it because they they have let they 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 haven't won a title ever. I don't think they've ever won a title. They keep knocking at the door. And how many times have Gonzaga got bounced out early? Remember the last time they were overall number one seed and they lost in the first weekend. I don't think that's gonna happen. But well, uh, well, it might if they get the right OU. That it might. I'm just saying. But it, it, that could happen. It, it could happen, but it, the last time he was over number one seed, that's exactly what happened. 
I'm hearing mixed things about Gonzaga. Like, some people don't like them. Some people are saying they're the best team in the tournament by far. Another site said because they're number two in Kimpom. They were number two in Kimpom last year. They're going to win it this year because the last three champions were number two in Kimpom. I don't know, man. It it just seems like they've been the best team all year, so it makes sense to pick them. I don't know. But let's get into this official GOAT level podcast bracket. Let's see. Got Gonzaga beating whoever comes out of Norfolk State, Appalachian State. Got OU winning, of course. Kind of homerism, but whatever. Uh, got Creighton winning. Probably a close one. Got Virginia winning a close one against Ohio. Got USC, too talented. Got Evan Mobley. Kansas. This is pretty much chalk. This side of the bracket. Oregon and Iowa. Uh, Let's see. In the east, I got Michigan, St. Bonaventure, Venture. Uh, Georgetown, of course. Florida State. BYU. BYU. No, no. I got, I got Michigan State slash UCLA. Whoever wins, I got them versus Texas. Then I got UConn versus Alabama. And uh, let's move on to the South. I got Baylor, North Carolina, Villanova, Purdue, Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Arkansas, Virginia Tech, of course, Ohio State. So I got in the Midwest, I got Illinois, Georgia Tech, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, Syracuse, West Virginia, Clemson. So now, round of 32. I love my Sooners, but I got Gonzaga. I think they're they're too much. Got Virginia. This is pretty much chalk once again. This whole side of the bracket is chalk. Got Kansas. Got Iowa. Let's see. Got Michigan. I got Florida State. Too much for just way better than Georgetown. They're, they're gonna they're gonna beat Georgetown. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, got got Michigan State slash UCLA. Uh, probably Michigan State. Got Alabama beating UConn. So then I got Baylor, Purdue, Arkansas, Ohio State. Okay. So then I got Illinois, Oklahoma State, too much K. Cunningham. Got West Virginia, Houston. It's it's pretty much pretty much chalk. Pretty much chalk. So okay. Then Sweet 16. Got Gonzaga in Iowa. Got Michigan State and Alabama. Got Michigan, Alabama. Chalk once again. Then I got Baylor in Arkansas. And then I got Illinois in Houston. Okay. So, of course, Final Four. <laughs> Screw it, bro. Screw it. I got all number one seeds. At least for this bracket. Got Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, Illinois. Got Gonzaga and Baylor in the final. With Gonzaga winning 80-71. to 71. I don't know, like, how you get there. But it's probably going to be Gonzaga and Baylor. They've been the two best teams all season. And I can't see anybody beating them. Hey, that's it. You know, that's that's the bracket. Okay, maybe I'll make a quick change. I, I'm going to have Ohio beating Creighton. Creighton beating Ohio. No, nah, I'm going to have Ohio. Yeah, Ohio beating Creighton. So, yeah, still still chalk pretty much. And, but instead of Virginia and Gonzaga in the Sweet 16, you got Gonzaga and Ohio. And Gonzaga is going to win that. So Gonzaga and Baylor and Gonzaga win. So there you go. Goat level bracket. And just like that, the bracket show is over. And you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. 
Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.